Revival doesn't encase around one person. But I've just come to tell you tonight, I'm going to have revival with or without you. I, I, I know they got them preachers that say they didn't bring revival in a suitcase. Brother Bradford, I did. I, I take revival with me on airplanes. I take it in the buffets. I take it to the steakhouse. Everywhere I go, I got revival with me. Anybody with me tonight? You know what I'm talking about? It. You, you, you know those folks that are just churchy? You, they can have church anywhere. I'm one of them. I'm crazy. I love Holy Ghost Church. I, I can't get enough of Holy Ghost Church. I want church on Sunday morning, church on Sunday night. Give me church at midweek and let me find somewhere else to have it somewhere else during the week. I just want to have a Holy Ghost move of God. Amen. Amen. Pastor, I love you. Give you honor. Give you honor, Bishop. Wonderful men of God. Psalms chapter 119, verse 89. Forever. Everyone say forever. Oh, you didn't say it like you was preaching it. Say forever. Hey, there we go. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I want to preach to you tonight with the title that is a Latin title. I'll explain it. There's a lot of you probably already know what it means. But uh, for some of us that are, that are a little bit slower, like me, uh, we, we didn't quite know that until we Googled it. And so I'm going to use it as my title tonight, though. And uh, so I just want to preach with your help and the help of the Lord. This, this title, Stary Decisis. Say that with me. Stary Decisis. Stary Decisis. Y'all going to preach with me whether you want to or not. I'm going to give you a Paul. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. We give you glory. give you honor. God, you're so good. Your mercy endureth forever. You are the first and the last and the everlasting, the one who was, who is, and is to come, the Almighty. We pray, God, right now that you would have your way in this house from the front to the back and side to side. Let this, let this Holy Ghost power flow through this house. Fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Evidence speaking in other tongues changes, challenges, and anoint us by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody said amen. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord like you got the Holy Ghost? Come on, don't just clap them. Clap them like you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. You don't have to be real smart to look around in this world that we live in and realize that our world is in a state of confusion. I should have got a bigger amen right there. As a matter of fact, we spend more time talking about how the world is confused than what we know about what's not confused. We spend more time talking about how the world is messed up. Let's just be honest. This world is confused about rights. It's confused about religion. God help us, but it's, it's confused about identity, and I'll let you fill in the blanks. But we, we live in a world that is mixed up and messed up, and because of this confusion, there might be some that would question God as to his ability, for lack of a better term, to make the world go round. We open up our eyes, and we can look and see what happened in the word of God. We see men and women commit the acts that were committed as in the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah. 
and yet it would seem to someone whose faith is momentarily weak that God is over in the glory land piddling his fingers and not doing anything about it. But I've come to tell you tonight that, that, that in spite of what's going on in our world, we must remember that God's ways are not our ways. I would go as far tonight as to even say that there might be some in this house tonight that are confused, that cannot seem to find your way forward. But you've got to, again, remember that God doesn't do things the way you think he should. And God doesn't work the way that you think he should. And while you might be confused, God is not confused. And while the world is being turned upside down, God's world is not being turned upside down. And while you might not have a plan, and Congress might not have a plan, and the president might not have a plan, and the ex-president might not have a plan, and the pastor might not even have a plan on how to fix what you're going through, let me tell you on this this Tuesday night, God has a plan. And his word says that from the beginning of time, that plan was already settled in heaven. From the, oh my God, from creation till now, God always knew what he was doing. I've come to tell somebody, God's been God a long time and God's gonna keep on being God. He is not confused about what he's doing. I know it's Tuesday night, but I feel like it's pre I feel like preaching like it's Sunday night and letting somebody know that God's plan has never changed. God's plan has never deviated. God's plan is the same right now as it was at the beginning of time. And he's already planned for you to have victory. He's already planned for Come on, somebody needs to buy into what I'm preaching right now. I know the devil told you you were down and out, but the devil's a liar. God said you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them stare decisis. It is a Latin term. literally means to stand by things already decided. The doctrine that rules a principal law on which a court rests a previous decision. And now the facts are the same. And so you can declare this simple term, stare decisis. It was simple, simply put into action because way back in the 1800s, if you took someone to court and you did not like the outcome, actually it goes farther back than that, but either way. That's neither here nor there. But if you didn't like the outcome of what you got, you could go to the next parish over and you could sue someone again over the same matter until eventually you got the answer you wanted. And so this, this common law practice that, that was put into place, this stare decisis was designed that when the answer has already been given, all the lawyer had to do was stand up and declare stare decisis or simply put I stand by what's already been decided if that don't make your Holy Ghost want to jump up and down I'm telling you your Holy Ghost is broke because there's something about it when I start thinking about all the lies the devil's told me 
when I start thinking about all the times he said he was going to kill me, when I start thinking about all the times that he said I was going to lose my mind and I was going to lose my family and I was going to lose my home and lose my truck or lose my car, whatever the case may be, every time the devil got in your ear and told you you ain't going to make it, you, you don't have what it takes to make it, I've come to tell somebody tonight, you need to stand up and declare stare decisis. I stand by what's already been decided. This battle's already been fought and it's already been won. And I'm not worried about what the devil says because I already heard, Bishop, what God said. And God whose report will you believe? As for me and my house, we will believe the report of the Lord because his report says we're going to have victory. His report says we're going to have revival. His report says we're going to walk in dominion. David, my opinion, the most talented men man to ever pick up a pen, wrapped it up tight, put a little bow on it, and gave it to you and said, just say it like this, forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. David would write later, or earlier rather, in Psalms chapter 27, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, Oh, Lord, somebody felt that one. Such breathe out cruelty. They've been talking about me, Bishop. Pastor, they've been scandalizing my name. I don't know if y'all ever sang it out here, but we used to sing a song in the South that said, I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. You can talk about me. You can scandalize my name, but I'm going on with Jesus just the same. You can call me a fake. You can call me a fraud. You can call me a hypocrite, but I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. David went on to say, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had enemies that were trying, oh, come on, somebody. I had enemies that were trying to take me out, but I stood on what God said, and he told me that I was going to see the... I wish you'd look at somebody and just prophesy and tell them you're going to live to see it come to pass. You, I know the devil lied, but you're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord because it's already been settled in heaven. Let me tell you something. When God gives you a word, now man might give you a word and it's going to fail, but when God gives you a word, 
I, I know you wanted something a little deeper than this right now, but some of us need to get back to the basics. That's why you can't live for God successfully because you keep trying to get into the deep things of God and you can't even understand the shallow things of God Yeah, And God's telling you, if you'll just stand on my word, my word will stand by itself. Don't start trying to make more of it than what's there. Just stand on the word because the word is forever settled in heaven. Romans 8, chapter 37 says, Nay, in all things, we are more, more, more than conquerors. Now, I think we get mixed up on this verse. And a lot of times when we read this, Pastor Bradford, we'll say, if I'm more than a conqueror, that means I'm never going to have battles. Oh, boy. If I was in the south, I'd say, boy, you got a long road to hoe. Because if you think you're never going to have a battle, baby, oh, Lord, one day. One day we'll get there. But this ain't that day. To say that you're more than a conqueror simply means that there's something in your way you got to conquer. Well, I got trouble in my way. Had to cry sometimes but I've got a determination in my spirit that says I'm more than a conqueror I've I know I've, I've got stuff I got to deal with, but I got something, I got a stare decisis in my spirit that says the race is not given to the swift, neither is it given unto the strong, but unto him that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. I've got something in my spirit that says I am more than able to overcome this thing that's coming against me. So depression, shoot your best shot, because when I get done, coming out of depression. I'm coming out with dominion and power and glory. And I wish somebody that's been fighting hell in your mind would just jump to your feet right now and shout it to the devil. Stare decisis. I stand on what's already been decided. Come on, anxiety has been trying to cause you to close yourself into the closet. But I've come to tell you, you need to come out, stand up, look the devil in the eye, and declare stare decisis. I stand on what's already been decided. Before your problem ever started, the word had already started. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. In him was the life. You hear what I'm telling you right now? It, in the beginning, John is teaching. I, I, I know Mark and Matthew and all of that. They started the beginning of Jesus' life. But he really goes all the way back. Brother John gets the revelation. And he says it didn't start in Bethlehem. It started in the cosmos where there was nothing. It started in nothingness. And in the beginning, the word. 
and that word was forever settled when he said let there be light it was in that moment that he took dominion over darkness and that was forever settled in that moment I've come to tell you tonight that's why no dark spirit from hell can come against you and win when you understand that his very words that we have record of in the beginning was taking dominion over the spirit that's trying to take you out We don't have to get to it is finished. We don't We don't have to get to the veil being ripped in twain. We can open it up at the beginning. And when he said, let there be light. Dominion, power, authority. The spirit of God moved upon the, spa- the, the face of the water. Let there be light. And you find it in the nature of God here. God starts moving. What's he doing? We've never seen anything like this before. That's all right. Just get on and enjoy the ride. Because when God starts working, big stuff happens. Well, I, I, don't, I don't quite get what's going to happen in this revival. You don't have to get it. Just get up and declare. I'm going to stand on what's already been decided because I understand I don't have to see it to believe it. I'm going to stand on what the word of God says. And the word of God. The word of God says rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall, shall be a word of surety, shall be a word of dominance, shall be a matter of fact, shall means you get up and get an attitude with the devil and say I might be down, but I'm declaring I'm getting up again and the God of the light is going He's going to be light unto me in darkness. Hey, that was fun the other night. Let's do that again. 2 Samuel chapter 5. It's all right, we have fun? Okay, the rest of y'all can go home. We got three people who want to have fun. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. If you don't want to have fun with Jacob Phillips is here, I'm sorry. You just got to wait till another evangelist is here. Because the joy of the Lord. Oh, I could preach that a minute. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 5. Let me see. Where am I at? I think I'm in verse 17. Yeah, let's start in verse 17. Yeah. Yeah. They heard what? They heard what? Uh huh. Go ahead, read. Over Israel, over Israel, all the Philistines, every Philistine, came up to seek David. All the devils come down to find him. Uh huh. And you thought you were the only one fighting all hell. But here's the deal why are they there? Because he was anointed. Huh? Huh? He just said it. What did Because he's anointed king. Why did the devil show up? Oh, because he's picking on me. Oh, help me, Jesus. I'm about to preach the paint off every wall in this place. Hmm. The devil's mad at you. know why the devil's mad at you? Honey, because you're anointed. Instead of griping about what's going wrong, recognize it's because I've got an anointing on my life. <laughs> 
fight me with everything you got, but don't you forget, I am anointed. I'm anointed to worship. I'm anointed to dance. I'm anointed to sing. I'm anointed to pray. I am anointed by God. I don't know where we got off on this business that the anointing was only for the ministry. If that was the case, you would never get a a breakthrough because the anointing destroys the yoke, which means that only the ministry would be able to live without yokes of bondage. And God, that ain't the way God designed it. He designed it for you to live in victory. You to, You better read before I get chasing these rabbits. They're running everywhere right now. And the Philistines came up to seek David, Uh and and David heard of it Yeah, and went down to the hole. Oh, that's what I like about old David. He hears the devil's after him. He don't go hide in the cave. He shows up and says, here I am. Yeah. You got something to say? Say it. I ain't scared even a little bit. Let's read. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. We could go back and preach on that all over on Sunday morning right again. This is just part two right here. They come down and and they spread themselves in the valley of Rapha. And now the devil, he's made himself clear. Here I am. And David said, here I am too. And let's, let's go ahead and read. And David inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Saying, shall I go up to the Philistines? Shall I go up to the Philistines? Now, now what, what's interesting here is, I think it was in verse 18 when it says that he came, or maybe it was 17, it was 17 or 18. He said that he came down into the hold. Everyone shout, the hold. Now, this is Old Testament vernacular of saying stronghold. And this, 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 this concept of of stare decisis, of standing on what's already been decided is the most powerful when you're standing at the hold. Because the hold is a place, I understand, it, it, it is a place where, where neither side is moving. Philistines ain't moving and David ain't moving. I mean, we got ourselves a standoff here. I ain't gonna quit worshiping and the devil ain't gonna quit fighting. But the doctrine of stereotypes here is powerful because we're going to read it. We're going to talk about it here. Read it. Wilt thou deliver them into my hand? Will you deliver me? And the Lord said unto David. And the Lord said. Go up. Go up. For I will doubtless. I will what? Doubtless. What? Doubtless. My God have mercy. I'm going to give you an English lesson right here. You ready? You know what this word doubtless means? It means without a doubt. That's deep, ain't it? David, I will without a doubt deliver the Philistines into thine hand. hand. David, I know what they're saying, but you don't need to listen to what they're saying. Because David, I want you to understand where you are. You're at the hold in the valley of Rapha. 
and the valley of Rapha is literally translated, Bishop, as the valley of giants. David, you've already been here before. David, you've already stood in a valley and you've already killed the giant. And if I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, then David, let me just tell you that if I did it before, I can do it again. And I will doubtless deliver the the Philistines are coming down. The strongholds are coming down because I'm turning the war in your favor. reason it's important that you need to know this doctrine of stereotypes because not only do you need the comfort of knowing that you got doubtless deliverance because I've been in I've been in some strongholds in my life brother Bradford that it didn't feel like I had doubtless deliverance it felt like I had doubtless demise I've been in some places in my life where I didn't see the light of day but stereotypes this is so important here because right. let, let, let me tell you why Colonists came to America. They brought with them a common law system, including the principle of stereotypes. Over the centuries, the principle of stereotypes has now become known. If you've got a law degree, you already know this. There's probably people in here that they're way smarter than me. But it's known now in our schooling system as binding authority. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why are we, why are we doing what we're doing? We're declaring stereotypes. And whatsoever that shall bind on earth, you're binding it as it already is bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, you're loosing it as it is already loosed in heaven. And so get this revelation, Peter, that you can't lose because you are standing on something that started before the problem ever started, before deception ever started, before the false doctrine ever started, before cancer ever started, before diabetes ever started. But God, you're standing on something that was before the beginning of time. Can, can I preach about it a few more? Y'all got to go. You got somewhere to be? Okay, good. I was going to preach anyway. How you doing? When we get into this business, I, I, I think it's tragic that we don't... It's a problem in Pentecost. We quote half scriptures. We're really good at quoting half of a scripture. We don't complete it. Let, let, let's take, for instance, Mark chapter 3, verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good, lest he first bind the strong man. That's where we stop. You go listen to preaching on it. That's where we stop. But there's more to it. There it is right there. And then he will spoil his house. You see this whole binding and loosing thing? It ain't got nothing to do with just walking around all macho saying, oh, I got so much power. It's about the spoils of war. It's about backslidden children that 
are going to come home. Yeah, we lost them, but they're coming home. Yeah, it, it, it's about lost family members that have never darkened in the door. But when we begin to operate in the, in the doctrine of stereotypes, of binding authority, we're not just binding the devil. We're binding the devil so we can go into hell's kingdom and take everything that he has. I'm not into living for God on the defense. I'm not into coming to church and praising on defense. I'm coming to church tonight on a Tuesday night. And I've come with an attitude that I've come to take everything that the devil has in his kingdom. I want every soul in Bakersfield. I want every drug addict in Bakersfield. I want every broken marriage to be put back together again. I want every messed up mind to be healed again. I'm telling you, we're not in it just on the defense. We're in it on the offense. And devil, I want you to know... We're coming, uh, and we're going to tear your kingdom down. Say, preacher, that's pretty cocky. No, it's confident. Because it ain't my words. It's his words. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not. I got a promise of doubtless deliverance. really good at this. Y'all sit down. I ain't done preaching. Musicians, y'all do need to come up here though because the way I feel, I'll preach another hour and a half the way I feel right now. You don't mean that. <laughs> Agging the preacher on. Lord, help us, Jesus. But David's really good at showing us this, this format. He comes home to Ziklag and Ziklag is burnt, and he don't have anything. And God, he, he goes and he prays. We're going to preach some more about this. This is, this, this is too big for one service. Can I preach part three? That'd be all right? All right, good. He comes home. He's mad. Not only is he mad, but everybody around him is mad. And they're like, hey, cuz, we're about to kill you. I know that's the JWP version, but you can read King James. It's, it's the essence of what they say. Even his own men thought of stoning him. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. I don't have time to preach that. Puts on the linen ephod. Don't have time to preach that either. But he finally gets a word from God. And you know what God speaks to him and says? Pursue. For you shall, without doubt, overtake and recover all. You wanted a word from God tonight? You just got it. Get up off your pew, put your glad rags on, and get out there and pursue. For ye shall without doubt overtake and recover, recover, recover all. That's why the kingdom of hell cannot prevail. That's why the devil doesn't have any power in this city. It's because you already have a word from God that says if you'll stop crying and mully-grubbing about what you're going through and get up and get anointed and get to the house of God and get your praise on and get your prayer on and begin to work in the kingdom, you shall without doubt 
You're going to get it all back. Everything you lost, you're getting. I wish somebody would hear this preacher on a Tuesday night that lost your joy, that lost your peace. You're getting it all back. Musicians, come, I'm closing. Believe it's the will of God. I know you can come to church on Tuesday night and you can get a healing. You know how I know? Stare decisis. I'm standing on what's already been decided. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who his own self by our sins in his own body. I wish I had time to preach that. On the tree that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness. By whose stripes ye were, past tense, already been decided. Nothing you can do about it, devil. By his stripes ye were healed. Well, I just got a bad report from the doctor. They said it's terminal. You know what you need to do? You need to come to the front of the church and call for the elders of the church and let them anoint you with oil because he said by his stripes ye were. This has already been taken care of. Just come to church and reject. Hey, I, I know. I, I get it. Not everybody gets healed. Not everybody gets delivered. Not everybody gets a miracle. But God help me. I don't want to be the one that had a miracle in my mouth and I didn't praise it out. I don't want to be the one that was one praise away from getting a, a, a clean slate and, and I stopped one praise away from standing up and saying I'm standing on what's already been decided you know I know it's the will of God for us to have revival in Bakersfield it's real easy it is the will of God that none should perish and that all should come to repentance. Say, you ain't got Bible to back all this revival business up. Yes, I do. Because it ain't my words. It's his words. And his words say it ain't the will of God. Not, I, I get it. I'm with you. Not everybody's going to make the journey. But it's the will of God that everybody, everybody in Bakersfield is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God that everybody gets baptized in Jesus' name. So you're stretching it. No, I'm not. It's the word of God. And it's forever settled. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to call. I'll tell you what you do. I know this is old-fashioned. I'm not degrading the word of God by any means. But Bishop, when I was a kid, my pastor, Brother Donald Jones, I, I can remember seeing him do it a hundred thousand times. Service in and service out. When somebody needed a miracle, he'd take that leather-bound Bible, bring it down to the front, and he'd tell them, I know some of y'all about to lose your mind, and he'd tell them, get up on that word of God. Because that book says, you can be healed. And you stand on it. So well, that don't make any sense. He, he he's talking about he's talking he, he's not talking literally. I don't care how you take it. 
for some of us, we're a little bit more literal. We got to take it. We got to stand on it. But I'm telling you this right now in the Holy Ghost. If you've got to do it literally or you've got to do it figuratively, it doesn't matter. Some way, somehow, if you can get this word of God and you can open it up, well, I, I can't find my answer. Honey, you got 66 books of answer right here that say when you turn to the word of God, you can find what you need. I stand by what's already been decided. Again, I know we're kind of overlapping with what we preach Sunday morning. This is just kind of part two. Again, I'm going to preach part three at some point. You, you, you can be, stand with me. I'm, I'm done, kind of. Yeah, I'm done. I'm entitled to three closings. This is my second. I don't know what you came to church on Tuesday night asking from the Lord. But I know what the answer is. I know how you can get a miracle. I know. The, I, I, it's really simple. You keep doing what you know to do is right. I said, preacher, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Well, he said, not me. He said, I will keep them in perfect peace. Isaiah is standing in the middle of ruins. Oh my God. Israel's going to hell in a handbasket. And there's saints of God that are praying. And what are we going to do? And Isaiah says, hey, listen to me all that junk you're fighting in your mind he will keep them in perfect peace I'm, I'm tormented at night and try to go to bed and spirits of hell come in my house he will keep them in perfect but I'm worried about the economy and I'm worried about what, what's going to happen with my job and I'm worried about what's going to happen with my family. He will keep them in perfect peace. I think sometimes we're guilty, Pastor Bradford, of trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the Word of God. It works in its simplicity. You just take it and you read it and you know that forever it's settled in heaven and if God said it that settled it we used to say that old saying if God said it I believe it that settles it it doesn't matter if you believe it or not if God says it that settles it I stand but I wish there'd be somebody right now that'd step out of their pew and make their way to an altar tonight and say, I'm about, this is my activation of faith. I'm going to stand on what's already been decided. I'm hurting in my body, but I'm going to the front of the church and I'm claiming healing. I'm hurting in my mind, but I'm going to the front of the church and I'm claiming peace. I'm hurting in my family, but I'm going to the front of the church and I'm claiming the blood of Jesus and I'm going to stand on what's already been decided. 
Come on, would you lift your voice right now? Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now to help you. The Holy Ghost is here right now to give you peace in the middle of your storm. Come on. You don't have to leave the same way you came. Yeah. Stand 